Now, if we're making a list of the top five candies that also work as playground insults, goobers would be number one on the list. Is that a thing? Is that no, out there? I'm saying if we made that list. Craisins? This is a thing now. <laughs> if we made the list, because you, you okay. call someone a goober, you can call somebody. You're you know, right. Okay, playground. Let's yeah, just yeah. Give but it you can call somebody that. a butterfinger. <laughs> you know, oh, butter, yeah, I hate butterfingers. butterfingers. Yeah. No, that's standard. Yeah. That's um, Maybe those are only two. Chunky? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Vine. I am Mark. I'm Dave. And uh, welcome back. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about... You've seen the title, Terminator and Terminator 2, or I should say T2, Judgment Day. Correct. Because the word Terminator isn't really, in like the official title, it's just T2, Judgment Day, correct? It's not T2, Terminator, Judgment Day. Like how many subtitles are on this thing? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think sure. it's T2, Judgment Day <laughs> that sounds... from 1991. Right, so yeah, Terminator that... 1984, T2, Terminator 2, um, 1991. And... Um, this is a big week in movie going um, with the sequel to Avatar coming out. Oh, huge. And that gets us to where we are today. You might think, aren't, shouldn't you be talking about Avatar? Aren't we going to be comparing Avatar to something else? I mean, don't get us wrong. We kicked around those ideas. <laughs> is it going to be Avatar versus Smurfs? Is it going to be? <laughs> I still think that would have been a good effort. If you con- is there a way to comment below? <laughs> I think there is. Well, then comment on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Instagram sure. Oh, you can comment on us. I yeah. Think. yeah. Um, so we landed on the more interesting thing to look at, and this is kind of our little bit of trivia for you is that so this is james cameron's sequel to the 2009 movie avatar coming out today and the only other time in his career he made a sequel to one of his own movies was with terminator and terminator 2 that was the only other time uh, to date that he has made a sequel to his own movie he's made sequels for other people's movies he did like aliens where ridley scott did the first alien movie but Correct. terminator terminator 2 is james cameron responding to his own work you know trying to trumpet trying to provide you know the next great version of a story he's already told and that's kind of what's happening with avatar that's the bigger story there so it's like what can we learn if we go back and take a look at the last time this happened. Correct. So, Terminator, Terminator 2. Um, that's the conversation today. But but based on based on this Avatar dynamic um, happening right now. Yes. Um, Avatar, the way of water. Which Sorry, is I'm going to call it Avatar 2, <laughs> but it is we know, Avatar. You know, we, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, A2, the way of water. A2. <laughs> yeah, is the official title, I think. You can, you they should have went with it. You can check me on that. Right. Um, that's another conversation too about movies that just decide to put the number versus. Well, it's just whatever's in fashion, right? Because I, I think, and sometimes for the longest time, numbers were in right. fashion, right? right? You just you just throw a two on that, you throw a three on it, and then sometimes you just go like the Mission Impossible movies was Mission Impossible two, Mission Impossible three, and then like Rogue Nation. <laughs> right, <laughs> You're right, like, right. wait, wait, what, what was the scheme? Here? But you can even see it with the Marvel movies, right? It's like Iron Man, Iron Man two. I'm, none of the other movies got the number treatment, right? No. They all got the subtitle. Tre- so it was right around then, and people were like, yeah. maybe we should back off the numbers. Maybe the numbers. <laughs> people are hung up. Once there's one twos and threes and right. fours of all these movies, it's gonna get complicated. I wonder if they did some Let's research, like if you know, you like, is oh, it I can't more memorable? See this. Well, I, I, I didn't see the first one. The number, yeah, the number makes it sound derivative, right? It's right. like. This is just the same thing as before, except worse. <laughs> right? That's I feel like that's the that's the comment Hence, in the, the way of water. That's the comment in the background of the number, but you go subtitle, and it's like this is a brand new thing, right? Even though it's still the same thing, but right? Yeah, because you're, you're it feels you don't like want to confuse experience. people too much. So. Right, 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 right. Um, speaking of confusing people, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so as Dave was saying, um, as most of us know, you know, um, in 2009, Avatar came out, and it was this big spectacle. We were just having a conversation before we um, went live here that, um, yeah, Avatar, it was sold as, like, this 3D, um, you have to go see this in the movie theater. Yeah. It single-handedly brought back you're, 3D for, like, a decade. Right. You're, <laughs> right? Go- you're going to miss out. Um, if you don't go see this thing. And so I definitely remember going to see Avatar. I think in, I was with you. In, okay, in 3D. Yeah. And um, and I think no one was arguing it was 
visually it was spectacular it was incredible it was um were there some other shortcomings with the movie <laughs> possibly so anyways the talk of uh with avatar in 2009 was so we go into oscar season with that movie and it was got all these nominations um it looked like it was the front runner uh james cameron back in uh 1997 won uh best director for a little film called titanic just a little a little student project <laughs> and that also won best picture that year so I, they thought maybe this is this is just gonna be repeat business for james cameron and he um lost that year to Catherine bigelow for the hurt locker great movie and so who also i learned it was uh married to james cameron at one point <laughs> and so what a fun uh, fact. the ex one-upped him at the oscars and Got so him. she became the first female director uh to yeah. take home that prize um but anyway, so that that was Avatar, and it was um, it had a sizable budget. Um, uh, my notes are telling me two hundred and thirty-seven million was the budget for Avatar. Um, and so right now, so Avatar two is out, and a lot of people are saying, "Is this is this? Can he make another big spectacle? And will and will this one then?" Um, maybe be the one could, the, is this going to even get nominated for Oscars and Academy oh. Awards? I'm sure for special effects and things like that, but can this push into the best picture category? And then you get into like big action movie sequels, you know, um, um, I, I don't know if it's return of the King in, one. Correct. And, and That's the, maybe fir- the, the first two example. were just kind of warm ups. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it feels like a stretch though, to me to put a movie like that does. in the running. Right. And this, these days and this folks, and I don't want to give anything away, but there's, there's, there's more avatars coming after this one too. <laughs> Good uh, <Lord>. Avatar, <laughs> uh, without the unofficial title, just avatar three, four and avatar five are slated to come out. And whatever it is, twenty twenty every, every, every two years. years, I think it is twenty four. They're on the calendar. They're on the calendar, as oh far as gosh. I know. <clears throat> and so it's it's crazy time. Um, I am definitely planning to go see Avatar: The Way of Water. Are you planning? A two. We're calling it A two. Are you planning <laughs> to go see A two? Judgment Water. I think I. I don't know. I think if I don't, I I'm not inclined to naturally. So it would take like. A good friend like yourself being like, hey, I'm going to go oh, see it on we, this night. And the public a, is going to demand that we see a this movie and weigh in on and it. We got to, you know, also, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> if I'm, you know, just a little bit incentivized. Okay. I think I could find myself there, but yeah. I don't think I would. It's a movie I would normally go out of my way to see. I wasn't a big Avatar fan. Uh, for the 2009 Avatar, I saw it. I thought it was fine. You know, it was a yeah. it was a good movie, but I wasn't one of the folks raving about it being the greatest. I didn't see it again after that one time in the okay. theater. That's good um, to know. I you know I it seemed like an okay movie. Now, obviously, special effects wise, it was everything it promised. It was amazing visually, but you know, I find it kind of you know lackluster story wise kind of you know same kind of predictable formulaic thing right i think Um, i remember when like like when avatar came out everyone was like isn't this just pocahontas right there's all (laughs) all sorts of names like isn't this just dances with wolves right this just you know a lot of movies have done that formula of like white guy enters into the native community and then sort of rescues it from the inside becomes one of them and saves it from the inside that that story has been told many times over and so that is a knock against the original avatar Right. And um, one thing with um, James Cameron. So he is known as a director. Um, I think originally, like I was reading up on him a little bit, started as like he was like in production design was like his thing and effects and okay. stuff, which is that makes sense. Um, but he insists on writing the scripts, I think, for most of his movies cool. and sometimes like that. co-written. But he, he comes across and everything I've read about him. He's, he's, he's definitely a take charge kind of guy maybe a little difficult to work with um, are some stories. But anyways, point being with the script is that seems like maybe one of the things that isn't he isn't as good at as the directing and the special effects, just because I agree with you. I don't feel like Avatar, the script, the, the story for me was definitely was not the highlight. And he, same thing with Titanic. He was involved in the writing for that. And I always remember that movie as like, I don't know if that script's the best, you know? Um, <laughs> so anyways. Um, Interesting. 
but we're not talking about Avatar. <laughs> that's today. right. That's right. That's just the occasion for this the is the we occasion. Gotta, we got to go back, much like much like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have to go back in time. <laughs> to, Doesn't he go? F- yeah, back to in figure time. out okay. what's happening here in the future. To, <laughs> Correct to save the future. <laughs> Um, um, so term, you have a little synopsis for us to yes. get us oriented. Yeah, let's get into this side by side conversation. <laughs> Take us back to 1984. Here we go. Taking us back to 84. So, um, Okay, 1984. Okay, The Terminator. A human soldier is sent from 2029, which is crazy to think. We're almost there. As soon as I saw that year pop up on the screen, because <laughs> we just rewatched both of these. Um, so. A human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, uh, which has been programmed to execute a young woman uh, whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future (laughs) salvation. Yeah. Pretty lofty. Um, that, That synopsis is interesting because it places the focus on the Kyle Reese character. Correct. Who, if I'm thinking about the movie and i like you i just watched this um in the lead up to this conversation i don't think of him as in the top two of the main characters of the movie (laughs) i think no it's linda hamilton's character sarah connor for sure is like the main character and then of course arnold is schwarzenegger is the other main character he's all the screen time He's... he's the focus of the movie and then this other soldier from the future who that synopsis kind of paints as the hero going back in time to save the world. He's there and he's like pivotal to the story and he's he becomes more on screen as the movie goes on. Right. But he's he's easily the most forgettable of the three main well, characters in the movie. And I read when they were putting this movie together, they when Arnold met with James Cameron, the original the original pitch was going to be for Arnold to be the Kyle Reese character. Oh, no kidding. And Arnold read the script and said, no, 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 I'd much rather be the Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) So, but he also didn't think much of the movie going into production either. So, but sure. But uh, that was kind of an interesting spin. uh, Something I read that I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Arnold is maybe wanting to be the 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 hero the, yeah and then it would sure. have felt completely different so. yeah very different man I can't imagine that well um, we should start just by kind of laying the groundwork for Terminator nineteen eighty four because we want to talk about a sequel to it and how that sequel responds to the original we have to kind of establish what the original was what it felt like yes what it's sort of what it seemed to be going for because I think very interestingly the movies are very different tonally and very different I mean they have some similarities of course but like they're they're different movies in a lot of ways so yeah, it's no, interesting yeah. to kind of establish what was Terminator what can we explain why it was so successful like what was it that was so great that necessitated this sequel T2 and then maybe that can help tell us something about right. Avatar, what we might be able to <laughs> anticipate there. Maybe not. Maybe this is all a little too abstract, right, it, but it is curious to think about. Yeah, because I think people are... You, you're always going into the sequel going, it's just, oh, you, you go to it because you there was something about the first one and you feel like, can, can they top it? Is this going to be better? Yeah. And that's probably a, a conversation for another podcast about movie sequels in general. But we do know a handful of times the second movie or uh, often tops the original um sure and and in many cases uh, it doesn't and it was a uh, a mistake <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah in my notes i have it jotted down that concept i put it in quotes as if i'm defining a term here but i call it like <laughs> did the you quote se- yourself the sequel equation which to oh. me is like what's what's going to be the same about the sequel and what's going to be different because i think all sequels sequels are trying to like walk that tightrope of we need to have enough enough that's the same to the movie that came before to make it what people want to see more of, right? That's the reason you go to a sequel. You want more of that movie you liked so much before. right? And then what's going to be different? Because you also have to provide something different so it's not the exact same movie again. right? And so the challenge of any sequel is like, what's, what's the same? How much of it is the same and how much of it is different? And I think what makes a lot of sequels good or bad is like leaning too hard into, is it too different? And that's a problem. Is it too much the same? And is that the right. problem? So I think that's an interesting. When we get to T two, that might yeah. be an interesting way to kind of sort our ideas. But yes. Terminator one. Yeah, let's break down Terminator one. Is um, T one. T one. Hold on. <laughs> um, I think 
I'm, I'm gonna lay this out first rather than saving any kind of judgments for later i love terminator one the terminator i think i might even i'm gonna say this right now i think it's a better movie than t2 completely agree whoa okay <laughs> i thought i was saying something controversial because between these two movies I think Terminator 2 is held up as like one of the greatest action movies of all time. Like if, if you pull right. up lists of that, it's often on that list. Now, the thing that's different is, and this will help us establish Terminator, is the Terminator 1984 is not as much of an action movie. And maybe that's the difference. It does feel very different. It's more in the model of a horror movie. Yes. If you kind of think of the structure of the story and how it looks, it's a very dark movie. It's all very gloomy and at nighttime, virtually everything is at nighttime. Yeah. Um besides a couple scenes and you have this like menacing invincible figure, kind of like a Michael Myers type who keeps appearing and attacking the young woman. Yeah. And and she gets away or fights and he right. keeps you think you've beaten him and he comes back and you think you've beaten yeah. him and he comes back. It feels very much like a slasher movie. Yeah. I in, was in formula. Um and Dave knows this about me, is I, I struggle with scary movies. <laughs> and that's putting it mildly. But that's I was true. actually this is true about I it. was actually nervous to go back and rewatch this because oh. the last time I had seen it and you, the memories you, I have you wet of your it. Pants? I wet my No, I was so I was I remember being terrified of this movie, but I remember watching it quite a bit at a too young of an age probably. But I remember like having like this is freaking me out kind of creepy and a lot had to do with me being younger, but I think it was more like what you're saying is like yeah. this it this does feel like yeah. a little too like real, especially when the 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 Terminator Schwarzenegger keeps coming back after after Sarah and you you can't seem to stop this thing and it's very yeah like, gruesome at times and so yeah it's it's this maybe the one gimmick that makes it different from um a more traditional horror movie is i think other horror movies go out of their way to kind of hide the killer the villain from you like they they make that character appear in shadow or just kind of right. pop in Who and is you don't this? you don't get a good look at him until the right. end of the movie where it's sort of the trick to terminator is that they show him to you right at the beginning, and he's oh. constantly present, and he's yeah. just oh, they show him to you, and he's unstoppable, <laughs> right? Lots of <laughs> lots of butts, a little, a little, uh, a little something for the something for the folks and, at uh, home. Uh, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, yeah, your that was great. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Um, from uh, from Tombstone fame, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have a bit of a running theme. Uh, everyone knows a nice him as tattoo. Chat from Weird Science. He had but... a nice tattoo on his face of some tire tracks. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. He's literally in like thirty cyberpunk at the beginning. At of the, the beginning, movie. <laughs> that's what it was for some reason. Yeah. Um, but right, we we meet Arnold if, uh, in his full flesh yep. right at the beginning of the movie, and so it's not one of these things where we're hiding the monster from you. You see him. And that's kind of what makes him scary is that he's just, he's not hiding. He's just like this unstoppable force that just enters a room and he, like his own momentum, just he does right. what he wants and people try to resist right. him and he just breaks them down one at a time. Right. And that's what makes him so scary and I is don't, that you can't stop him. We're covering Terminator here and obviously we're talking about him in this in relation to the, the sequel. But I, I was just thinking of that opening and it's basically the same opening in Terminator 2. Yeah, you get the lightning storm. Only it, and then like what we're saying, we actually like the first one better and probably more on that as we get into this, but it was his reveal was almost like, oh, here's the people, here's like the the Bill Paxton characters at the bar. Only it was com more comical. It wasn't like... In T2. Yes. Yeah, it was way more comical. And then Are when you kidding me? I mean, they play bad to the bone. I know, and, and then the sunglasses. Right, it was a very goofy... But I feel like some... There's a lot of film going. But it's a lot of fun. Like, I'm not going to say it's not fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, right, I agree, but... But tonally, very different. Yeah, I in, think they were... And, and because we are now... And maybe that was like he's... He isn't, he isn't the same Terminator as the first one. Right, that's, he the, is that's, gonna be that's the gimmick this, of the second movie is the switcheroo. The yeah. switcheroo. So I wondered if like we can't just bring him in as this stone cold zero personality. Right. Even though that's right. probably what he we is. We gotta sell these action figures. We gotta we gotta <laughs> give him a few more lines. 
Okay, back to Terminator sorry, 1. Sorry, that's it my is, fault. No, no, we'll get there. And it's good to touch because there's so many parallel lines. Well, opening, though. There's so many, yeah, there's so many parallel lines between these movies that it's hard not to talk about Come things that are if you want identical. <laughs> right, so... Um, you're right. The opening sequence is the same with like this little lightning effect. And then the naked time traveler is like crouched on the ground. When it opens at the war or the, battle. Oh yeah. The yeah. sort of flash forward to, same yeah, thing. the prologue. Right. And they do some cool transitions to those. And the first terminal, there's a nice, they're like, they're looking at like a construction crane or something and they zoom in on the treads and then it yeah. kind of zooms out. You're looking at the treads of this big yeah. robot machine. So some cool transitions to the different time jumps that are done to kind of give you the context for these characters coming and going. But um, yeah, the sort of groundwork, like we're saying for this first Terminator is it's dark, it's gloomy, it has a lot of horror tropes. There's like, you're introduced to kind of a bunch of young adults or teenagers. They're not teenagers, I guess. They're more like, maybe they're young adults. They're living on their own. Um, But it's like the same kind of thing where it's like a a ragtag group uh, like there's Sarah, she's the main character. She has right. a roommate and her friends, and they kind of get killed off one at a time as yeah. it kind of zeroes in on her. And they're making it's kind of satirical in that they make a lot of like jokes about like a, morose jokes about dying. That's right. something in horror movies where like like characters will say something like one of the lines I jotted down. Um, you know, someone, you know, something, she has a bad day at work, Sarah, and then some, the other waitress says to her, like, well, no one, are, no one will care in a hundred years, essentially saying, like, we're all going to be dead eventually, oh, so right. this bad day doesn't matter. So there's all these, like, morose jokes about right. death and dying. Well, and even get killing the, the other Sarah Connors. Yeah, right. There's, so, there's sort of, like, they play that really lightly. Yeah. Like, this, oh, isn't this funny? Like, oh, Sarah, you'll get a kick out of this. Right. Like, all these people are getting killed who yeah. remained you. Because uh-huh. the Terminator uses the phone book to go. Right. <laughs> find Sarah Connor and so he just kills all the Sarah Connors that's kind of the opening threatening right you know as that's how we're introduced to yeah. what his mission is um and that shaky handheld camera work a lot mm-hmm. like as we're like it has it feels like a horror movie and it's a yep. good it's a good horror movie like not right. not like a bad low budget horror movie so it's not a, a, a quick word on that a lot of the what is referred to as like this guerrilla filmmaking because you're kind of running around with the camera a lot of that I believe was done because the budget for the Terminator was six million dollars, or between six to seven million dollars. It's amazing. This is that's incredibly low. Okay, uh, the budget for T two was one hundred and two million, so it's a wow, huge jump. What but a it, jump! So, anyways, what was going on with Cameron is he had written the script, but he wanted to direct it, and a lot of people were didn't want him to direct it. So a lot of major studios passed on him. So he finally was able to get it made but for this very low budget. And so uh, I think a lot of the style and I, maybe it was pre-planned, but it also feel like a lot of like, this is kind of how we have to do it to get this thing done on time and within our budget. Yeah. But I feel like it catered. I mean, a lot of horror yeah, movies that's are true. low budget. They are low budget. So maybe you sort of adjust the style of the film to right. something that works with that set of restrictions, right? You have a relatively small cast. You have, um, a relatively small number of locations. You keep, you know, everything kind of dark and gloomy so that you don't have to show as many details, perhaps. You know, all those things kind of play into what makes horror movies work um, without too much money. So um, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of um, cool things about this movie, too. Like, it establishes a lot of things that become staples of the Terminator franchise, even of like the filmmaking lexicon, like things you've noticed in other movies, like you get like the red digital Terminator vision. Yeah. Right? I like that. There's some things I, I was, as I was watching, I'm like, Oh, does that happen in this movie? Or does that not happen until Terminator two? And it's like, right. Nope, it's this movie. It takes about like halfway through, but you finally get the first like red Terminator vision um, with a little white text, like kind of crawling yeah. around. Um, that's a really cool effect and puts you in yeah. his position really quickly. Um, that has more detail in the Terminator 2, but it's, it's still there in Terminator 1. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking, I wasn't quite sure where you were going to land with this. Yeah. I, I, I thought possibly, you, as most people, I assume, like the second one more. Uh, because And maybe I just think that because it made more money, it got more attention, it's kind of... The, the visual effects are better, you know, for sure. Or, no, there's no question that they're better. So I, I often, and I feel like I'm more in the minority of, I preferring the first one And this. I always kind of thought that, but I re I hadn't seen this in so long. I really enjoyed 
rewatching the there's Terminators. so many cool moments I, when yeah. she's hiding in the club uh tech noir it's right. called when she's sitting in the club which i guess is a term cameron was trying to coin <laughs> oh he's trying to make like that's his he's cyberpunk like, like he's trying correct. to make like a, this is like a two whole genres movement. coming together <laughs> this is film noir and that's funny yeah tech Some noir kind of futuristic yeah thing. When she's sitting there in the bar, like waiting, and she's called the police, they're like, "We'll send a squad car." She's like, "Thanks," and she's sitting there waiting. And then um, Arnold walks in, and he's looking for, her, like, he's trying to find Sarah Connor. He's heard that she's there, and she like knocks over her drink. She has like a, a bottle of something. She knocks it over, and she bends down. Um, and right as she bends down, it like goes into slow motion, and Arnold is like walking in the background across oh, the yeah. room, like scanning the room. It's like there's not even an action scene, right? But there's so much tension. Right. And slow motion is so easy to be cheesy, but it's so menacing in this like sort of this club with all these people around. And, like the timing of it is perfect, and you know, obviously, it kind of explodes then into gunfire, into the chase, right. but like. They handle the menacing horror element of it really well, and you really feel nervous and scared in a way I don't think you feel in Terminator 2 ever. Like, I never felt like that kind of tension of like, oh, no, he's going to get... Like, that feeling never happened. Right. It's all just explosions and action, and it's great for all those reasons, but it doesn't feel the same at no, all. It's different. a totally different vibe. Right. Um. And I, but I like, I like all those, all those horror elements. I like when Arnold gets his eyebrows blown off and then he's kind of like, he looks even more robotic. Yeah. He, like had to, he, he got of, those insured, by the way. His eyebrows? Yeah. True story. <laughs> For the movie? Yeah. You mean? <laughs> Meaning if they didn't grow back, he was going to get paid. It's incredible. Yeah, I know. No, it's man, pretty. You're, it's, you're just a trove I, of good I did a lot of like the things you didn't know about Terminator. <laughs> and, uh, one is. At one point, O.J. Simpson was considered to play the Terminator. What? They, they didn't think he'd be convincing as a killer. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> Man. Anyways. What a, what a line. Um, um, I like, yeah, I like, I like when he's, like, doing his little surgery on himself in the mirror and, like, pulling oh, the skin around his, pulling out his eye scene. and great revealing scene. the robot yep. eye. It's a very, like, you know... Um, who directed The Fly? That's the Cronenberg. Like yeah, I the, think it's, so. it's that very kind of scene where, like, you're looking in the mirror and there's some kind oh, of grotesque right. thing of the peeling of the skin, and right. you see the robot underneath. Um, Which was a great like precursor to for the ending when it's he's totally exposed. At, you know, like because yeah. you do forget, as the skeleton, right? He move, he acts. Credit to Arnold, he acts and moves very uh, robust. Uh, like robotically, you know, very in a very sinister way. But I you got to play like, to the strengths of, yeah, of your actor. Mean, you do. Um, so we have, we didn't mention this about the first one, and you and and, and I, I don't know if you, we have more comments with this one, but it could be a good segue into the second one because I think two awesome things, um, or one awesome thing about both really is the music, is the score. Yeah. I absolutely love that music. Both of them are good. Right. And yeah. I think um, you, you piggyback on that's the same. You know, you get to use the Indiana Jones theme, you know, like once you get the Star Wars music. And so once you get the Terminator theme down, you can bring that back. But I do think in, individually, too, like the music in both was like, Man, this is great. I could Well, that's that was that maybe that's a good way to transition to Terminator 2 cuz that's the feeling I had at the end of it too. Like when you're in there in like this industrial site at the end, right. and you see skeleton Terminator walking yeah. around, you know, what is now like an iconic cinematic form, you know, this like chrome skeleton with the glowing red eyes. Right. And he's chasing her, and the music's. Fl- you're like, you know, there's going to be a sequel. Like, you just have that feeling watching it. Even, I mean, even now, but I'm sure back but, then, like, it's it's such a combination of like iconic things, and it feels so good, and the tension is so real. It's like, yeah, when's Terminator Two? <laughs> right, which it seems yeah, inevitable. I, don't know if he, when you're I didn't read anything. Did he plan? You know, was the sequel in his mind? I, I, it's hard to imagine if you barely got this off the ground. And yeah. everyone wasn't sure. I think everyone actually in Hollywood wa- liked the script, wanted that. They didn't want Cameron yeah. to direct. So yeah, I think I saw some quick note about it. Like <clears throat> it's like pre-release, you know, viewings were not promising. But then when it hit theaters, it was a raging success. Right then, it was like you know they made so much money. They made right. I, they made like seventy something million, like from a six million dollar right. budget or something, like a huge. It's like yeah. okay, yeah, when, never bet against James. Cameron. Apparently, never bet against James. Maybe that's James where it Cameron. started. Um, 
I also I want to mention I like the big truck. You put a Terminator behind the wheel of a big truck, I'm there. And they do that in the oh. first movie. They do it a couple times in the second movie because they know it's good. Oh, right. Um, but in the first movie, he chases her very menacingly yeah. in the semi. And uh, that's what gets them to the industrial site. Both of these movies end right. at an industrial site. It turns out you need heavy machinery to kill a Terminator. So you have to get you have to yeah, always end your movie that at is some pretty kind cool. of industrial site. <laughs> Which is convenient plot wise, but um, we'll leave we'll leave that aside. But <laughs> that that's something true. the movies have in common that is they true. kind of follow the same. Like we need to get to a place where you can kill Terminators <laughs> because right, exactly. household objects and normal weapons. And I think there's some nod, like I read too, like when he when the Terminator first rolls up to kill like one of the first two Sarah Connors that aren't our Sarah Connor, he like pulls up and that he runs over like a little toy semi. I think that's the actual yeah. semi. That shows up later. Yeah. Oh, because I was picturing when that happened early in the movie. I was thinking like Transformers, Optimus Prime. Because oh, yeah. that's that's when I think of toy semis. I'm thinking yeah. Optimus Prime. Another Transformers coming out too. M- M- uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Take it easy. Beast Wars or something. I don't know what it is. I'm a big Beast Wars fan. Don't get me started. <laughs> oh man. Don't get me started. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A conversation well, for another day. Oh. Well, T two. I'm in, I'm on board. Cause... <laughs> T2, T2. Yeah, Judgment Day. So right. 1984, Terminator 1, and then, you know, it's this great success, iconic performances, this dark horror masterpiece, you might call it. That's what we're calling it anyway. You might not think it's that great, but it's really good. So not until 1991 Correct. Uh, for T2. So a pretty big gap in terms of um, first movie and sequel. I think today we think if a movie is successful, like, you're probably going to see a sequel in the next three years right like right. that's pretty standard and has been for a long time i feel like and that makes sense right because you want to get all the same people involved you want to release it when people are still right. remember the first one so 84 to 91 pretty big gap for a sequel i think so um, um so here we go so terminator to judgment day or t2 judgment day whatever t2 aside <laughs> a cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill sarah connor Schwarzenegger must now protect her ten-year-old adolescent son, which I did not think he was ten. Uh, John, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. From uh, an even more advanced and powerful cyborg. Yeah. Now I don't know this about how the movie was marketed, but do you know? And I don't know if you can speak to this either because it's pretty. It's a long time ago. But in the th- trailers for the movie, do you know that Arnold is a good guy now? Or is that is that a surprise when you're watching the movie? I didn't go back and try to find any original trailers. Um, but that's something I was wondering. I'm like, is this supposed to be a surprise? Because the movie kind of treats it like... Because like we've said, he arrives the same way at the beginning. You think he might... You know, he does all the same things a Terminator does. I don't think they were trying to keep that, that from the public. Sure. Um, because in the trailers, I definitely remember a good part of the hook where all of the cool... Sp- uh, visual effects with the uh, what is it T one thousand what is it the T one thousand is yes. Robert Patrick's character right. and so you know because he's like this liquid metal the chrome goop yeah right and so and a lot of when he gets destroyed is done by Schwarzenegger so I uh, I don't feel like it was like a surprise I don't remember it's not a it. plot twist I to, no. to your to your standard movie goer right. in nineteen ninety one. As far as we know. Right, yeah. So um, I don't remember that being something they were trying to keep. Like a bit, oh my gosh, he's good. Because I think early on, they're like we were saying, like from his intro and bad to the bone and putting the sunglasses on. and uh, <laughs> bad to the, Now, I love bad to the bone. Good song. Yeah, no, I mean, they were just saying we're this is the direction we're going in. Like, yeah, announcing it pretty clearly at the beginning. He's going to be this, this funny. Feel, this feels different. Like, it kind of like now it's, this is more of like this fish out of water bodyguard trying to protect this kid. That's <laughs> right. really what it felt like. You yeah, know, that's a good point. He doesn't, the humor comes in. He doesn't know a lot of things. You know, he's teaching him how to say certain lines and phrases, which pop back up, obviously. And yeah, when he figures out he has to, oh, you have to listen to everything I say. <laughs> oh, you how know. annoying is this kid, by the way? Um, On a scale of one to 10, how annoying is Edward Furlong's? John Connor. It's 11. It's pretty. He's, 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 uh, I mean, in I, my notes, I had little Anakin. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it personally, but his voice, 
His voice had right. this kind of cracking, whining quality yeah. where, like, it was just, it was kind of screechy and, right. like, he'd get worked up about things and he'd be yelling a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, in the same way that, like, I, you flagged War of the Worlds as a, as a movie you like a couple of weeks ago. That's true. Um, Dakota Fanning is in that movie and it, her job in the movie is kind of just to scream. <laughs> like, like, I mean, she's a young, she's a right, very, yeah. she's a child actor in the movie and like, she's the, the little girl in distress right. at several points and Tom Cruise has to go save. So it's right, like, yeah. it's kind of like that. I mean, John Connor, the character's a little older. He's, he looks like he's maybe 13 or 14. Oh, right. I not did not. 10. And um, so I wonder even if that's accurate. But, but he's just kind of screaming all the time and yelling and banging on Arnold's chest. Right. And, well, he, you know, you know like, and part of his, the story in this one too is. Yeah, we should, we should rewind his, a little bit. Uh, his mother is uh, locked up in an uh, yeah. institution because she is proclaiming that this thing tried to kill her from the future right and no one believes her this is one no thing one that the movie does really well is it does follow pretty sensibly from the events of the first movie so in the first movie if oh yeah a robot came from the future and tried to kill you and then told another person from the future came and told you that you were gonna uh, give birth to the savior of mankind like that would mess you up <laughs> and so uh, that's right. that's how we meet um, Sarah Connor. Now we're in kind of her perspective where we don't think she's crazy. We think she's telling the truth, but everyone around her thinks she's right. crazy. And so she goes from in the first movie, a very like everyday woman um, who just, she like works at a restaurant and, and she's, she doesn't have a little no damsel milit- in distress. Very much so. And then the tr- Linda Hamilton's transformation between Terminator and T2 right. is awesome. Like she's right, just yeah. like the most badass, like right. tough as nails, like knows her way around every gun. Which of course, you get her working out in like the right. prison system or whatever. <laughs> right, right. And she's got huge muscles. Yeah. And it works. And it, but it makes sense for like where we're picking her up from the previous story. Like let's say, you know, whatever eight years have passed, whatever it's supposed to be like, yeah, this kind of all tracks and it gets us closer well, it must to be 10. She was pregnant 10 years from the first son. If the kid's 10, I'm not sure the math adds up because they refer in the movie to 1984 specifically. Like it was 1984 in their timeline too. Did so. they ever name this as 91 then? Well, they refer to 1997 as being when Skynet goes oh, right. goes live, okay, which is in the future still. Right. So I guess maybe it's unclear what year in the early 90s yeah. it is. I so don't know how important that anyway, is. Anyway, um, it immediately though maybe it's worth talking about the sequel equation, right? Like, what is similar? What is what is like very similar about the two? So we already mentioned like the movies start the same way. They start with future people teleporting in to the present sure without clothes without clothes you know so certain certain amounts of imagery are like perfectly identical right. between the movies they do upgrade that teleportation effect in t2 i don't know if you noticed they also like now destroy yeah. everything in a sphere around them oh right yeah. in t2 that didn't happen in t1 there was just smoke and lightning so, so I don't. I'm also kind of confused. That, uh, this is a this is a little side ninety million dollars. <laughs> this is a little asterisk sure. side conversation. But I'm pretty sure there's a line in the Terminator where they say, "Your mama." Kyle Reese says, "There's a line. Your mama is a line. <laughs> Maybe the funniest line in the movie." Yeah, and for sure. <laughs> and then I laughed. Um, Kyle Reese's character in the first movie, when he's explaining to Sarah how he came back from the future, um. He says, like, they sent the Terminator through, and then they sent me through, and then we destroyed the time displacer. Correct. He can't go back. Right. But then in the second movie, they're sending people back again because they know... Anyway, there's just some confusion to me because in the first movie, they kind of make it sound like no one else can make this trip. We destroyed the equipment necessary. Now, I guess you can think, like... Oh, the robots rebuild the time right. machine. Yeah, I didn't catch how that was explained. And then they don't. That's the thing. Okay. So there's like a specific line in the first movie where he says, like, we destroyed the time that. displacer. Yep. And then the second movie, there's just more Terminators coming from the future as if it's, we can just do that whenever we want now. Right. So it's a little, it's almost like, well, we can't have a movie if we can't send Terminators from the future. So let's just, let's just not address it and we'll just go. And maybe it's not as big of a deal as I'm making it out to be, but it seemed like they went out of their way to say that in the first movie. 
in the second movie. We're just like, well, let's run it back. Well, because <laughs> both Arnold movies again. open in the same future year, 2029. Right. So it's not like we jumped to 2039 and they figured it out. That's what I'm. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so, not like it's not like we're saying time has passed in the so future. So maybe there is something like maybe Kyle thought they closed the time loop. Right. And that here, was the plan, and, and it never happened. And, and maybe this up. is covered in the events of that Christian Bale movie that I don't remember very well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Resurrection <laughs> or salvation? salvation. Okay. I think it's salvation. <laughs> um, so that much is the same, sort of that visual same. Arnold appears, he's naked, and, and right. This time he walks into a bar, and he's not met with, he's not this menace. I mean, he's menacing, but there's kind of a lightheartedness to it all. He's not like killing people. He's just like asking them for their clothes and they're making fun of him for being naked. And right. then he, you know, takes the clothes and he's, you know, he's kind of showing off all his skills. Bad to the bone is playing. He pulls the sunglasses out of the guy's shirt pocket. Right. He puts them on. And all of a sudden, you know, if you didn't already, this is this is the new tone for Terminator. Like this right. is not a dark horror movie at all, it, especially as Arnold is concerned. He is now a he's not a he's not a com- comedic character but he is a he's not a a terrifying menace anymore no not at all um and then we introduce the second terminator and the, there's sort of the parallel terminators there's arnold's terminator who's like low tech terminator and then high tech terminator t1000 robert patrick's character who looks awesome by the way yeah you put that guy in some aviator sunglasses you Look put out. him in a police uniform you put that biker yeah. helmet on him especially, and he looks so cool. All the way through the yeah. movie, he's the cool-looking villain. I do think then sure. that was, you know, in terms of you go, you sit down to write this thing, and you're bringing in uh, another Terminator. Now, where do they get dropped off? Who I don't know if they get to determine where they show up in, or back in time, but obviously a smart move for the writers to have a cop have him morph into a cop is the first thing because you can do so many things as a police officer, like show up at people's houses and no one questions you. Versus, There's a lot of smart plotting in versus T2. just showing up and There's no right, question yeah. about that. A lot so, of things are set up very like they find really natural ways to keep characters separate when they need them separate story wise and then have them run into each other when they need to run into right. each other. It's like, right, when he's a cop, then he can hear the police radio. And that Correct. lets him overhear the thing that tells him where Sarah is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it all feels like, yeah, I'm on board with that. This sure. isn't like a weird written-in coincidence. It's a very right, tightly, written, sense, tightly yeah. written movie. Yeah. And it, it clicks in a lot of ways. It also moves really fast, too. Both of them do. Um, which I, I was impressed with with both movies, but especially in Terminator 2, because... Like, it's it's very plot-pushing. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do next. Let's just go do it. There's not a lot of build-up where I think a more contemporary movie would really make a meal out of, like, oh, we have to go kill the the computer programmer before he invents the thing, and they would plot it out, and it'd be this whole dramatic build-up. But Sarah just, like, mentions it. like in a little like dream she has and then she just goes and does it and all of a sudden we're in the guy's house and she's holding him at gunpoint it's like this movie just happens like things just happen people just do things there's not a lot of talking and deliberating into it right away it's an action movie all the way through like there's some slower parts both movies have kind of a slow sort of part of their second act where some character is just explaining everything in the future to the other characters they both have that scene in the first movie, it's Kyle Reese like crouching in the car in the parking garage, explaining right, yep. everything to Sarah Connor. And then in the second movie, the same thing happens when there's like this lull when they go f- meet the friend uh, in the desert or whatever, um, and sort of gather all their weapons and get ready for Correct. the next thing. They both have that kind of low point, that slow moment, but it's like one section of exposition really that is fairly well earned. Um, considering how much other stuff they pack in. So in terms right. of overall structure, they work really well. Um, but the se- you can tell the second movie, they know that they have some iconic images on their hands, and man, are they going to use them. Like, it opens with the chrome skeletons marching in the future, right? right? Where in the first movie, we saw that once, and it had kind of a puppet-like quality right. to it. In 1991, like that's a smooth moving robot. It yeah. looks amazing, and we're going to show it to you right at the beginning. Um, we're not hiding anything, we're right. not saving any big reveals like that for later. Right. And I think maybe that's where 
people tip their hat to this movie over the first is because while the Terminator uh, is good, Terminator 2 seemed to do some things and pioneer a few things with like, again, special effects, which is, seems to be James Cameron's calling card a little bit. Yeah. So this, this movie of all of the Terminators, not just these two, um, was the only one that I found out that actually picked up some Academy Award wins uh, for best sound, sound effects editing, makeup, and of course, uh, visual effects. And yeah. it was nominated, which doesn't always happen for like a movie like this. It was nominated for cinematography and also best film editing, which I think editing sometimes with action movies, you will, you'll see that. But for cinematography, I thought that was kind of like, oh, I didn't, I wouldn't have expected that. Um, yeah. I would have to scroll back to 91. I got, I think that's the year uh, Silence of the Lambs to come best picture. But oh, sure. um, I, I, if I'm thinking correctly. Um, Anyways, so... Um, yeah, some amazing special effects shots. When he drives the truck off the overpass oh, and like, right. crashes down well, that into whole like, the culvert, it's, that whole chase is amazing. Right. Um, and it's like all... It, looks, it appears to all be like practical effects throughout that all those shots. It's not like... There is CGI, obviously, in the T-1000s mm. kind of liquid. Correct. But even that looks pretty good. It like looks, it's, I thought it looked really it good. It looks flawless, right? Like yeah. it, It's not like even whatever, 30 years later, it looks like it still looks like the best version of that effect you would want. Like it, right. looks, it looks fine. Like it looks yeah. really good. And when he's frozen at the end, like walking toward... And, um, yeah, and then he should them and kind of break that like that looks amazing. It's like right. why how would you why would you want that to look any different? How would you improve upon that? It looks great. It so did look it really definitely good. It makes sense. And I think that's why in my mind people have elevated it because it does hold up really really well for an action movie, like a high special effects action movie right. with a lot of practical effects. Like it's very impressive across right. the board. And it could like way. you were saying it is um I, I really enjoyed, like we were saying, we enjoyed Terminator. Um, and we were having this conversation kind of about avatars before we were recording here. But there there is a little bit of the fun factor. They're having fun with Arnold and the visual. Maybe, maybe it, too much fun. <laughs> right. To, maybe to a fault because of some of the dialogue. And it it's like, really? that that You might have went too far. Um, I had, In my notes, I had... Um, uh, just kind of comparing the two and the things like something that worked for me in the, in the first movie where um, I, I have written down, like the bad lines were actually like funny, like in the first, like, you know, yeah. like we were talking about. And then they were, the, cause they were knowingly like they're right, like, self-aware like kind of like the scary movie, bad lines that you get. Right. It's like people being kind of sarcastic and they, and, and, and they're leaning and this one, it. I think they wrote something thinking, Oh, this'll, this'll be really funny. And then it wasn't. Or do you have an example of that before well, I share I'm just thinking mine? of like the Asta La Vista and yeah. when he's riding along Which with him in the is car. definitely the most iconic. He's like, no, this is what you say, dude. You say this. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is painful. Um, this isn't good. And But I don't know. Like you're trying to make this teenage kid, like wrap your mind around the cyborg from the future has come back telling you you're the man and your mom well, that's the thing, too, right. that I think is the interesting the, is the teenager factor in the movie. And it's it seems pretty clear to me that this movie has a different target audience than the first Terminator. Right. right. The first Terminator is like a horror movie for right. adults. There's really no question about that. Right. And Terminator 2 is also rated R. I believe so. Yeah. But it also clearly wants to be cool for the kids. Like there's that element to it. Like we're going to have John Connor and his public enemy t-shirt riding his dirt bike around town. Blasting his jam box. Going to the arcade with his friend with a mullet. And they're going to. That kid. They're they're cool, right? He wears a long flannel shirt. Man, what a cool kid. He's going to say all the coolest things. And I don't think that stuff has aged very well. It feels really ham-fisted. Yeah. Yeah, and it does lead to a lot of the bad dialogue moments. Where right, he's teaching him to, he these are the hip things to say, and so, right. so Arnold's like, chill or, out, and he's right. like, okay, and like well, even give that line back to Mister Freeze. Like, right, we don't when need, the the, the, the bad guys, the guys in the parking lot show up again, and he's like, 
oh, what did you just call me? You right, know, right. like come it's on. like a little too right. grown up for the for the little voice yeah. and little sort of body of the right. character. It's like a little too right. He sees annoying. Like he turns, he becomes an, to me anyway, and maybe people read it differently. He becomes annoying pretty quickly to me, where I don't feel like the movie right. wants him to be annoying. I right. don't think the movie thinks he's annoying, but I think um, I think he's annoying. And I mean, the only maybe way I can go along with a little bit is he does seem like he's a handful like for the step parents for <laughs> you know like they don't like him and i'm like right, i understand establish that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean he's like this difficult kid to raise and he's annoying and he's just yeah. gonna do it be disrespectful and do his own thing and and but also it's but he's right. also the savior of mankind somehow right. so we have to, some we have point to respect it, him some point it clicks for him so that, but that yeah. is a good question of what you know when you're like you're going back and if you're going back in time so the first time let's go all the way back and before he's born right now let's just go back to when he's supposedly 10 or feels like he's in his teens or whatever like now right. we're gonna get him right can you just can you why didn't they just send another terminator back to the same time again or even earlier in sarah's life and try to kill her when she's even younger right you know like why or like when he's a little baby or <laughs> i don't know i don't yeah right i don't like you're saying, there are some loopholes, and 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 in some ways, you gotta like, with any movie, you kind of gotta like, all right, let's roll with it. And yeah, if you can of course. Go along with it, and and um. Oh, the other line I've written down that I wrote "ug" next to it, U G H, is when Arnold like turns to him at the end, or it's like near the end. He's like, "Why do you cry?" <laughs> like, oh, uh, I don't need him to have like a Frankenstein moment right, where yeah. he he starts to. What is that coming from your eyes? <laughs> right. It's like, what is this salty discharge? Nobody loves me. <laughs> right. right. It's just, it's like, we don't need, it doesn't make sense to come from the, the Terminator does not care about that. And yet they're trying to turn him into like this yeah, lovable teddy bear. I think that's Kind of a it. character. Because they want you to really care when we have to melt him at the end. Right. Like if you don't, if he's not a little bit human, then you don't care. But so he's going to be okay. Him, so you have to make him. And how do you know that? <laughs> I, I remember thinking that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen when I w- saw that movie. What is I'm that? like, when I saw the movie, I, bu- I saw this at the movie theater. Yeah. Like, and I thought that was when he gives the thumbs up. I'm like. He's melting. He's going into the slag pit. I mean, the thumbs is. up is just tough to pull He's off for anyone. The, chain. the music is playing. It's a really nice moment. Right. It's like he's making the ultimate sacrifice. He's going down. Sarah's holding the button. He's fully submerged. We know he's gone, and yet his arm is right. still above the, the lava. You can't see it, but Dave's giving me a thumbs up there's here. There's the big thumbs up. It's, it's so hokey. It's, it's, it's painfully right. cheesy. But you know most. And it wasn't established. The thing is, they it. made a whole bit earlier in the movie out of teaching him the high five. There was never a moment in the movie where he taught him the thumbs up. And so right. it feels like a callback, but it's a callback to nothing. Like Correct. There wasn't an earlier moment in right. the movie. Right. Couldn't there have been, hey, are you okay? <laughs> right. Just do this if you're okay. Right. You could have just taught him the thumbs that up. That would have been. And maybe it was cut. Maybe it's on the editing room floor somewhere. I don't know. That's it just a... seems like it, it your list seems of things extra cheesy because it comes out of nowhere. And well, and maybe they're like, well, we already got the callback to Asta La Vista. We already got the callback to, the, you know. It doesn't like, say Asta La Vista in the first movie. That's only no, no, no. I meant uh, I'll be back. earlier in the movie. Oh, he says that. And he does right, say, right. I'll be back in the second movie. He does movie. say it. It's, yeah. But, but it's, it's very nice, mild. It's nicely it, just a throwaway correct. line. It's just a nod. Yeah, they don't like, he doesn't turn to the right. camera and say, No, no. Which again, Thank a little, I, apparently, so I'll be back is the line. Yeah. Um, Arnold. Such a great scene in the first movie, by the way. To, he didn't think the Terminator, he thought he would say, I will come back or something. He Arnold oh, wanted No contractions for Correct. the uh, He didn't the think Terminator. the robot would speak that way. And then... He understands he's an advanced AI, right? Like he's not hes not a cash register. I mean, it's always the problem with the things they know and the things they don't know, you know? Yeah, you, you obviously be understand phone books, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Fair enough, right? right. And, you know you need pants. That's um, true. Give, so, right, give me your pants. So anyway, so... Um, Okay, so where are we? Where are we at with this? We got more on, you know, what were the? So we talked about uh, b- both movies here uh, with Terminator Two. Um, yeah, I mean, so it ho- it holds up as the action and it's fun, but 
it's it's like it's Again. good. Yeah, it is. It is. It pushes a little too far on some things. It wants to be a couple different kinds of movies. It's a little movies. too silly for me at times. It wants to be. It wants to be a movie for everyone in a way that I don't think the first Terminator wanted to be. No, it is not. And maybe that kind of exposes some some holes, some weaknesses in okay. T2. So, but the parts of it that are good are so good in terms of action and the effects. Right. It's. I mean, you you have to give it a lot of credit. Like right. all the big truck chase scenes are so good. Right. I wouldn't all, go toe like, to toe with anyone who came and would try to argue it's better. I I get their point. Yeah. Um. But for me, it was uh, it was clearly uh, the first one was better. When they blow away the T one thousand at the end with the with the grenade, and they show him quickly as like that contorted. Yeah. Um. Like a thing that's crab kind of looking been, thing yeah. yeah it's an amazing it looks so good and it I looks know. so cool and then they whatever they throw the pieces of the terminator yeah, into mordor there at the end yeah <laughs> they do it's a, it's a very the, similar plot point. the cool factor <laughs> is like again and i do feel like maybe that does would you know i'm sure if we did some kind of poll out there this I, I just have to imagine people like the second one is their I think favorite. so. Yeah. Um, and that's and again, fine. Correct. But they're very different movies. Yeah, that's what we're trying to say. But and so, but also the same. Pull, but pull, pull into different. the little we know, because Avatar 2 is just, excuse me, Avatar Way of Water. It's A2. just coming out. A2 is just <laughs> coming out. And based on the trailers, it looks, I mean, so it, even though it's been a, a, a long time, Right, what eleven, thirteen years, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, we're going back to Pandora. This is what I know, and it, the trailer looks very similar to the first yeah. one. Yeah, like I don't know. Are we just gonna have more? It feels like we're just gonna have more of tones of family protect the planet. Well, that's the question. We have to think about the sequel equation, right? Right. So is this- it gonna be like Avatar again? With just more of all the same, I, or are they going to try to do something different to make it to make it a different movie? I think that's you know if we look at Terminator to Terminator Two, it's like it kept a lot of the visual iconography of it. It kept a lot of the iconic images and the right. you know the things you want to see were all there. And then, but on top of that, it was kind of a different movie layer on top of it where it was like, well, we're going to kind of right. abandon some of this horror movie stuff. We're going to go full-on, bright, sunny day right. action movie. And um, right. it's different. So, yeah, because yeah. a lot of movies do that. They change the, the color palette, for example. It's like the first movie is bright and sunny, and the second movie is dark. And you right. know, when you're thinking of big sci-fi movies. This felt very much like the like Thor, the Dark World. You know, like this, the second one is always dark. Put it in the title. And then the third one is like bright again, right? It's right. like Because they, they wanted to make it look different. Yeah. It's like, is this going to look different, or is it going to look the same? Like, is the world of Pandora going to be changed in some fundamental way? Right. That just looks makes the whole movie look different. Right. I didn't pick up on that same? from the trailer. It just looks like it's going to be more enhanced. It's going to be more eye popping visuals, uh, but very much. I didn't feel like. And again, I'm basing this on a, watching the trailer a couple times. Yeah. You know. Um, so, but unlike Dave, I'm fully committed to seeing <laughs> Avatar: The Way of Water. I'm excited for. I like the big spectacle movie, even though. In my mind, like I think this will be a fun watch and not a great movie. That's how I'm kind of going into it. Sure. Um, but I'm all aboard, all aboard with like these, you know. Uh, and I know you're a huge Godzilla fan, but like, yeah, gods and mo- these movies. Uh, in the end of the day, I know it's probably not gonna be like the best movie I've seen, but yeah. But where else can you see giant monsters right. slamming and into you, buildings? Um, where else this can you is, see uh, blue people to get people, you know, swimming. to the? You're going to the. The big screen. There's there is something about I'm gonna pay this money. I'm gonna go. I need to see. Take me somewhere. Take me to another place. I can't go. And now, and hopefully I'm okay with that. I didn't look at the runtime. I assume it's got to be monstrous. Right? I'm assume it's gonna be. Was Avatar like close to three hours? Yeah. I'm guessing that's where three. this one will land. I'm sure. It's um, be. Which is maybe another note. The the first. Uh, Terminator is like an hour and 45 minutes, and the second one's more like 220. Yeah, it's like a um, half hour longer. And I it feels that, a lot longer, too. It does. Frankly. Especially when you start it late at night, which <laughs> yeah, don't do I that. did. Um, 
but yeah, I think I'm de- we we will have a conversation and um, at some point where yeah. we are talking about some of these movies from 2002 that we we have seen 2022. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we're going back in time. We'll do a 2002 episode at some point as well. But best but movie of 2002. Maybe, maybe sorry, and then we're gonna speculate on 2029. <laughs> yeah, we'll predict right now the best movies of 2029. <laughs> the year Skynet an- takes another over. list. Greatest movies we haven't seen in the future. <laughs> they don't even you, exist. Let me ask you this as like a wrap up sort of way yeah. of way of thinking about Avatar. Please. Um, if the iconic things from Terminator that show up in Terminator 2 are like the chrome skeleton with the glowing eyes, like Arnold in leather jackets, like big trucks and chase scenes. Those are the things you you as a sequel you need to call back to. You want you want to deliver and then deliver more of it because you know it's it's so closely associated with the movie. What are the things from the first Avatar? Even if you haven't seen it recently, like what are like the iconic things that you expect to see nodded to in a sequel, no matter what? Like you got to have this, or it's not an Avatar movie. Um, is there anything specific that comes to mind? Like, what is so the chrome? Is good, what is the chrome skeleton <laughs> of Avatar? What is the what is the skeletal hand? I mean, I guess it's the Navi the little hydraulics. Peep, I mean, they're the people and the culture and the, yeah. I so in my mind, as you say that, I haven't seen Avatar in a. I did see it more than once. Yeah, and but not in a long time. Um, and I actually do want to watch it, especially after doing this episode as the side by side as a be- prep as a prep as a sequel to, prequel and because side. i feel like this story is um m- maybe more so than the terminator gonna gonna hinge on things from the first one. Oh, and, you think and, you're and, gonna be asked to remember i feel like them? i can't remember some of the basic plot points from the first one just of like because yeah. isn't this the whole avatar thing like this guy was the soldier and he's yeah he's trying to infiltrate their culture but now he's like in it like permanently now or something well it was like the researchers were using it to kind of embed themselves right. in the culture but there's also the military angle because they wanted right. the magic metal so a lot of those people are thing. back it, i mean yeah it it almost sounded like it's a lot like oh we're, we've moved on with our life but guess who's back you know oh, and now sure. it's just going to be people i mean because the first one was like they're trying to take our planet Right. The premise for this one sounds like right. they're trying to take our planet. Yeah, they want the, what's it called? Unobtainium? Is that what uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell calls it? In the I uh, I don't know. I do love Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Who doesn't love Sam? Do you think there's gonna be any any hair uh, tentacle uh, melding? I feel like that was a major what plot are those, point. What are those things called? It's like at the end of their braided hair. There's Someone's like, there's yelling some... it, at watching this going, this is what they are. I know it's a huge deal at Disney to ride the bant, bant, banthas. No, that's Star Wars. <laughs> no, they get they have those little tendrils on yeah, the I end know, of their I know, you got to hook it up. And you you got to hook you your hook ponytail up, to it. And you connect yourself to your flying dragon, and you uh, also you connect with the big tree. Yeah, I struggled with that tree. when I watched it. But do you think they're just going to disappear that from the sequel? Like, we're going to pretend um, like we never did that? Or I don't do you know. I think it's going to be integral to... I w- this is the thing. So if this is water, I don't know what the others will be. I would assume they're going to have some other... Oh, you think it's a a patterned title, like like the way of water, the way of fire, the way of... Correct, I would guess. Okay. Sort of maybe leaning into your last airbender avatar kind (laughs) of-esque. Yeah, it ends... That was another idea, by the way. I I brought up to Dave, we should do the avatar and avatar, the last airbender, which... uh, this whole, M. Night, the one M. Night did. All five of these movies are actually prequels to The Last Airbender. It leads up to M. Night Shyamalan's movie. <laughs> we should end. do. We come full circle. Smurfs and <laughs> Last Airbender. That would be, I don't know if anyone would listen to that. So the, the only angle for Smurfs was blue people and blue people. Some, it, sometimes there, the connection is thin, right. but we make well, it work. We should have an episode where it's like, here's all our bad ideas. Like, we'll just go over. We'll just name some bad, some ideas that never made it. And then <laughs> yeah, and why, in and the why comments, not? which I believe exists, by popular demand, we you can, pick we, the episode you want to hear. Oh, we can pull one out of the trash? Yeah, based what do you on think? Th- I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll have to decide when we have a good enough stockpile of bad ideas that <laughs> We're other, pretty other people should look at it. <laughs> Tombstone and Tombstone was almost on that list. <laughs> made the cut. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Check I... Check out Avatar. See if our assessment here 
is useful in that side by side. If our side by side is useful to this side by side, that's that's coming out. And if you're like, hey, man, you said Terminator, you. we could not find Terminator's tough to find to yeah. stream. You're probably gonna have to pay to it's rent like it. It's like a four dollar rental on yeah. iTunes. Um, or on completely YouTube, worth or on it. YouTube, you can YouTube. pay pay for your four bucks to rent it. Completely but, worth yeah. it. Um, and T two is a little more available. It's on HBO Max. Yep, I know for sure. So I think it might be on another place as yeah. well. So it, it can be tricky to track yeah. down. But especially, I think a lot of people have seen Terminator Two. In fact, and they haven't even seen the first Terminator. Yeah, I can. I believe that. So if you've not seen the first Terminator, yeah. it's a lot. Go of fun. check it out. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my pitch because I assume a lot of folks have seen T Two. Um, go go see where it all started. Um, get get your dose of Bill Paxton in get your tech for, noir on. for the week. Get your tech noir on. <laughs> we'll see if we can get that floating in the culture again. Right. We'll start our own tech noir <laughs> movement. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, and yeah. um, see you next week. See you next week.